Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. We can call the meeting to order and start with the roll call. Okay. President Strickler. Here. Vice President Amara Seri Wardena. Here. Board Member Battle. Yes. Board Here. Member Gibbons. Here. Board Member Kanji. Here. Vice President. Okay. And first up is the non-agenda public comment. Anyone may speak for three minutes regarding any matter not on the agenda. Hey. Hi. 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 Um, my name's Evan. Uh, sorry, what's that? Oh, okay. Um, I live here now, and um, I come in kind of recently because we had spoken uh, because I got a three D printer for my birthday, and it was so cool. And I know some libraries around here actually do have that, but Alameda doesn't. Um, and I also know we're very excited about the tool library that's coming. So I thought this was like a perfect opportunity for you guys to rethink about it. Um, so I actually printed out, I didn't bring it up for everybody. I'm Thanks. sorry. Sure. And, um, cool. Yeah, this is, this, this would be like actual instructions you could put on a website or something in this imaginary portal, um, for people to use. I, uh, what I had mentioned to, can you remember your name again? Marlon. Marlon? Yeah. Cool. Um, what I had mentioned to Marlon before was that I'm happy to like lend my printer in the meantime. I'm sure nobody ever comes in and asks to print things though, right? Pretty much. Or do you sometimes get it? Well, we don't because we don't have the, the staff to do it. Okay. But do people often come and ask? Um, back maybe a few years ago when it was really, you know, uh, new, but not recently. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's gotten to this point where you can do so much stuff really easily. Like, this was a design I got for my husband. Uh, it's like a candy dispenser. Really cool. Yeah. So it's like fully working. The model was like four dollars to buy online, and then I printed it at home. It cost like two dollars probably to make the whole thing and the plastic. Really cool. Um, so what I was thinking is, you guys could collaborate with schools as well, and like you know, creative circles. Uh, if there's like an inventors club or something, I don't know. I it's kind of made me reconsider getting back into like STEM activities. I work in um, like multimedia and stuff like that. So this has never been part of the things that I've done. Um, so that's the pitch, really. Again, I'm happy to just like lend printing time. I don't own a business or anything like that, so it's not for profit. Mm -hmm. um, it's just I have a feeling so few people will actually be asking that it's not going to be a bad thing. And in the meantime, you can read that over and see if it sounds like a good fit for the tool uh, program. Cool. What's your last name? Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. S-H-W-A-R-T-Z. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Likewise. Yeah, it's a really interesting model for the yeah. tool library versus like taking stuff out, but like having a a thing you can come and use, like a, like a service almost, like a tool service. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I, I think it really makes a lot of sense for it. Um, and you can print tools with certain 3D printers. You know, the only reason why I'm excited about it is because you can get ones these days that are um, almost like instantaneous and require practically no maintenance. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was actually telling you before that I have my old one still. I wouldn't even want to give it to you guys because it would be such a burden to maintain. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this new thing that they have is just, it's great. So I would be happy to give workshops um, or consult on what to purchase. So yeah, but I feel like yeah. it's been three minutes. So thank you mm -hmm. for listening. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So thank you. Yeah. Can we get your email? Yeah, yeah. I wrote it down here. Okay. Um, it's my handwriting's awful, but can you? Does that is that like Esports forty one? Okay. How cool. how large and heavy is your the one you have? It's about this big. Uh -huh. I keep it on uh like a nightstand basically okay. in my closet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So very easy to operate. I run it off my phone. It's so cool. It's called. I guess I should just tell you the brand. Um, bamboo, but with a U. B A M B. Yeah, I think I talked to you about well, we came with Lauren and then maybe the workshops and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the workshops were your idea. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great one. Um, and I'd be happy to participate. Okay. Sorry, I can't read this for you. Four bucks. That's really cool. Oh, you want to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that. People won't just say it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks. Enjoy the rest of your meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Reach out with any questions. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have anybody on the Zoom who wants to make a public comment? 
Um, there are two guests. Um, we have to raise our hand. If you're on Zoom and want to make a comment, you can raise your hand. Oh, Megan, oh. oh, Megan, that's why they're raising their hand. They missed the whole screen. Yeah. I know. There's captions. <laughs> that's awesome. The cool library is inspiring people to want to come and do stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not just like one library. Um, yeah. I think. But it's picking it up. So. Okay. Yeah, I think the big thing about it is that I guess I can see it. Okay. I'm going to assume we have no public comments at this time then. And we can move on to the next, the consent calendar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. With the consent calendar, starting with the report from the library director highlighting activities for the month of November and December 2023. Um, do you have any questions on the board letter? Okay, and I'll highlight the rest of the uh, down the uh, agenda and the regular items. And then, Lori, we can uh, approve the whole consent calendar. Do was there anything else? The draft minutes or yeah, there any questions? Then yes, it would. It can be approved. Okay, then we. Yeah, we need a. That brings us to our regular agenda items, starting with current and ongoing library activities. Okay, great. So I, I did want to talk a little bit about some of the, the programs and activities I highlighted in that director's letter, but we have been in collaboration with Housing and Media Services. Other than them having a presentation with us with Shrub, but we are um, working on a few things with them and primarily getting like a part-time social worker here at the library, mm -hmm. which is um, <clears throat> something that staff has been starving for because mm -hmm. I think um, there's just a lot of uh, personal, like, like professional experience that that this person could give mm -hmm. um, our staff too, in terms of boundary setting, like what's um, how to approach certain patrons, and also having the resources or understanding the resources available to the different types of patrons that we have. And we have a big, you know, a wide group of patrons that come here. And I think having the social worker here uh, making inroads and with our community is going to be great. <clears throat> so we're probably going to get about like um, like 12 to 14 hours a week. Uh, there's a, This is a part-time person, hopefully moving to with a full-time person, but they'll be falling under HHS. So we are just um, uh, probably just putting about like 25,000 um, for this position. Mm -hmm. So that, that accounts about 12 hours. So but I think that'll be great. Like I said, it helped empower staff on, on just how to uh, approach certain situations. So right now they've already interviewed, they've been interviewing for the last couple of weeks and they've uh, shortlisted two people and they'll start introducing them to me and some of the staff in the coming weeks and hopefully pick one of them to start by January 29th, so it's fast. Oh, wow. Which is great. Like that's rare. That rarely happens. But since we're not, um, since it's it's, it's part of HHS, it makes it easier for us to just be a collaborative collaborative yeah. of that. So, has there been a social worker staffed at the Alameda Libraries? No. Or ever since is like a new role. Yeah, it's brand new. So that's also another reason why I will meet with them and kind of set the parameters on what this position is going to be, what hours they'll be coming here for. Because um, I want staff to be trained and be comfortable. Uh, I don't want them to treat them as a crutch. Like mm -hmm. yeah. for every little thing that happens, oh, they're here. They call them. So and they're they're not the security guard. You know, they're gonna be here as professional help for staff and the patrons. So so yeah, it's brand new. So there's still a lot of 
tweaking that we're we're considering. Where will they be situated? So there's two current locations, well, potentially three, but uh, one of them is going to be tech services downstairs. Mm -hmm. The other potential place will be upstairs in the in adult services. Those are the only two places that we have a space for, but they also have free use of any of our um, study rooms or um, meeting rooms if they need to uh, communicate with anybody like one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. or in-depth talks and stuff. So but they will have a place here and it won't just be scattered around. So what does that model look like in other libraries? Like I understand that helping enable staff and training, yeah. but like if someone, if a patron yeah. needed support in some way, is that like an appointment system or is it like a proactive? Like <clears throat> we reach out to people and say, it looks like you might. Yeah. So I think it'd be a combination of that, especially because mm -hmm. they'll be here at limited hours. For them to be do more constituency work, looking around, walking, talking to people, getting to know the patrons, mm -hmm. I think that's one part of it. But also, when they're not here, you know, we can refer them to them mm -hmm. um, during their hours that they are here. So it can be appointment based as well. So, so I, I'm hoping to do either, either. I mean, both of them. So, and I think in most libraries, there that's a combination as well. I know there's other libraries, especially Simon School. They've done that for uh, over a decade already. And they have a whole team of social workers, but yeah. um, so they have some that do it based on scheduling, but also more constituency work, just walking around and getting to know them. Yeah. And and this will be including like helping them navigate through services like yes, housing and stuff like that. As well. Yeah. Okay. So like like housing, what's available housing, but, um, understanding all the resources available to them, mm -hmm. like warming centers, yeah. cooling centers, things like that. Okay. Um, uh, our expectations is this, this person would understand what Alameda has to offer or, um, or any type, whether they're unhoused or if it's a mental illness situation, they'll have the resources at least to know. But they're all, they could also be the liaison to other parts of the community, like the Village of Love mm -hmm. and other places that... Um, they'll have more inroads to than a regular staff would. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a lot for a part-time person, yeah. but it's going to be total 28 hours um, between us and HHS. And HHS is going to be out of the bulk of where they're going to do most of the outreach as well. So understanding the community. Okay. It's really exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said 20, 28 hours of coverage? 20 hours is the, the max we can get for part-time. 20, okay. Yeah, it's 20 hours. But with, with the intention to um, hopefully have full-time if it's available, mm -hmm. but definitely not in, in this year's mm -hmm. fiscal year or, or next year's because it's already set. But I think uh, we'll push for it, especially we'll, you know, I'll work with HHS on um, figuring out the, um, you know, like what makes this successful or not. Mm -hmm. So we could bring it to city council and say why we would need a full-time person. Is HHS putting together um, metrics so we'll know what success looks like, what good yeah. looks like? So that's something okay. we haven't we haven't really um, worked at yet. We have a meeting, we had a meeting yesterday uh, regarding just the logistics, mm -hmm. um, but we haven't talked about metrics yet. Okay. So we, we do need to, we need to have that when we, Go to the council and say this is what we need it. So mm -hmm. at, at, in a full time basis. So I assume the other libraries you don't feel this is as acute of a need. You mean the other branches? Other branches, yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing too. If 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 they're, they're if they have a particular patron that they that they know, and it falls within that time frame, I think they could definitely go out to that space. Um, but <clears throat> I think if any place would need it, would probably be West End mostly. Mm -hmm. But it's it's. There's not enough traffic okay. compared to me, but there's there, they could definitely go, um, you know, navigate around to different places. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited about that, and like yeah. I said, it's it's going to be a new role, so it's 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 kind of creating the parameters too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> and like setting expectations for staff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, um, do you know if the um, candidates are from Alameda? And have familiarity because 
my my bodies if we're asking them to help with resources yeah. they too are going to need some on the job training if not right yeah yeah no that's true that that i don't know okay like, i could get um i could ask them but um i'll, I'll meet with them like i said in, in about a week or so okay so. and then we have the laptop in front we already purchased laptops we were, we were originally going to use kiosks for self-service but all the kiosks Vendors that we we approached were more of a single day model, and we want to lend it out for multiple days. We want to basically have patrons have access to resources that we have outside of our outside of our open hours. So, um, so we decided just to do a manual process, and I reached out to other libraries, primarily in Solano County, on the laptop vending process, and it, it's it works wonderfully for them. They have Chromebooks, but we're gonna have full laptops. So. Um, so hopefully that'll be launching on, um, it's scheduled to launch in March. So we're just, we're, we're setting up everything now once it gets in, so putting the software in, just basic office, and then um, deep free software for privacy issues. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing too, with our, with our with the laptops, once they close it, or once they reboot it, all the data is removed. So we will have to communicate that as well. It's just like our computers here, our public workstations. So, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> And hopefully that's also a, a deterrent for people wanting to keep it beyond, you know. Uh, how many? How many? Right. right now we have we're gonna have twelve here, and then four in each branch. Okay. But the branches will be launched a few months after. Okay. We're still we're, we're gonna be doing the first. Oh, great! It's there. Sorry. Yeah. But, so I think twenty total. So and I think that'll fit really well with um our hotspots too. Mm -hmm. So a combination of um, we'll probably think about maybe. Um, making them into kits, but right now we're completely separate. Okay. So, yeah. and the Alumni Museum, we have, they're going to be under our purview, but we have a five-year contract um, request that we're going to go to City Council with next Tuesday, so on the 16th. Um, so I right now, currently, I mean, previously they fell under the Parks Department, mm -hmm. But now they'll they'll fall under the library, which is a better fit. So, what does that what does that mean in terms of under the purview? Like what what well, kind of direction are you giving or giving? Yeah, so like 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 right now, I think I I had to we had to define together the new scope of work mm -hmm. um, that the museum is going to be conducting within the next five years, which is. <clears throat> With the, you know, with with the metrics, the quotas, and the open hours, but also ensuring that they have a, a larger DEI lens mm -hmm. uh, in their programming and in their exhibits and mm -hmm. displays. Um, so I think the, um, the library will just be in charge of making sure that's happening. They're still going to be operating independently because mm -hmm. they're all mostly volunteer run. But they will be looking to hire an executive director or a curator. Okay. So, but the, the responsibility of the library is, is is hope to you know increase collaboration, but also we, not just within the library, but other library, other city departments on what needs to be archived, um, you know, plan building plans or things like that, historical, um, like documents or artifacts. But overall, just to oversee that scope of work is going to be. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be hitting it. Got it. So. How much do we fund? Do, uh, I'm assuming they get public funds. So, well, they're all like donation based, but the, okay. this is the, the five year contract yeah. is uh, 3500 a month. I think it's 3500 a month okay. for the space. Okay. And that's just to lease their, this, the current space that they're at. Okay. And I think that the space is actually about 4500 so they foot the rest. Okay. And the city just helps with, them, with that portion of it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So the, re the request is is for that payment of to to assist them with their lease. Okay. Yeah. This is the one by the high school, right? Yeah. 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 Right there. So I think it's the Rotary. I forgot who owns the building or the one of the I'm not sure who owns the it, but Masons. I think. Mayor, right. Mason, Masons. But they um they have you know they from what I from what I understand they haven't really increased rents for them. They've been really flexible with them, yeah. and they're currently working on a five year. Um, renewal with them okay so but yeah the museum as far as financial but that's not going to be under the library fund either mm -hmm. that'll be under the city manager's fund mm -hmm. so okay 
Okay. <clears throat> and then a um, couple other things. Oh, the expansion program, which is great. Like I think that's that's another big thing that's uh, what happening. We haven't uh, did any assessments or like, these assessments to the community, but they're excited to have us like in that section. And I kind of mentioned before, it's, it's a large space it's called the barn where they want to situate us. It's about 20,000 square feet. And we're hoping to cover about maybe 4,000 square feet. I already met with um, <clears throat> their project manager there just to have an idea, just to give them ideas on the kind of spacing that we need. And I also included potentially space for this tool lending library as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, you know, that's a potential place there if, you know, um, for me personally, I think that that's a good space because if we have another space at Gene Sweeney, there's, there's, we'll have five locations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like the staff. But this one, we can really concentrate on, on that and then have a special library so that it's going to be like a tool lending, but then other needs that the community might want. Yeah. So 3D printing. <laughs> but I think, um, I think once we get closer to it and they're, um, right now, I think the big thing is the funding. They're hoping to, uh, they sent a letter uh, to earmark some funds uh, to Representative Bonta. So hopefully that gets approved. Um, but uh, we're also looking at other um, potential grant opportunities um, that we could use for that, especially because it's like, the barn is going to be for like, it's not like a commercial space. It's going to be a lot of like place for nonprofits. So, um, so it's not like a, a revenue generating building. It's really mm -hmm. for that community. So I think that might, well, that might open up the door to more grants. We just have to be mindful from looking at it. Um, Sarah Henry um, assists in helping look for grants, but we also have someone that does grants for us as well. So in the city, and they're also looking for potential presence. So, where okay, this is going to be? Yeah, so you know where the Alameda Collaborative is? Yes. So that that section, they're I think just south of it, they're renovating that whole thing. Okay. So it's it's next to like Almanac near oh, yeah. that, that that zone too. Yeah, but it looks um, you know, it looks promising. But yeah, I. I, would, I did a preliminary um, space assessment with them, like just parking type of space we need for um, programming space and things like that. And like I said, I included tool lending as well. What What's the timeline on that? This one's about three to five, three to five years. Three to five years. But it, I mean, actually, um, we need to hopefully start reaching out to the community sooner. So within the next few, few months, and when that starts happening, I'll start inviting some of you guys there to help. Uh, but they'll be facilitating it as well. Mm -hmm. shape So, but yeah, it's, it's sooner. And the AMH, we just had our final meeting today. That's the sorter, the automated materials handler. We had our final meeting today. We had two show, short list of two vendors final meeting of the day with one of them with Linkso. And um, I think we're going to move forward with, well, we're waiting till they answer our questions. And, and, and a lot of this is a uh, reevaluating the um, the costs. So once it comes, this is really just going to be based on cost. So I think both products are, well, I'll say this, there's the same product. So Linkso, it's, it's strange how this works out, but Linkso is the actual product. Envisionware is another company that we're, that does a lot of library services and they use Linkso as their sorter. Mm -hmm. So, um, and VisionWare just gives you another layer of support and stuff. So that's the only difference I think, but the cost is, is very similar. Mm -hmm. so, so, and Linkso is the one that's used by most of our Bayer libraries. So San Francisco, Livermore and uh, Alameda County. So. How long is that system like expected to last? Just the five years? About, or? No, it's about it's about ten years. Ten years. Yeah. So um like Livermore said it's probably but they took advantage about 10, 12 years. Okay. So and after that it means like a refresh. Okay. 
Right. And then um, <clears throat> library director posting did post. I think you guys got an email from Amy. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully, uh, I think the meeting, the, the scheduled interviews are going to be end of the month. And then I think they'll get the shortlist and then have the special meeting with you guys. I have to confirm to it. Um, but she said, I think she's facilitating the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So Amy will, but I have to confirm this is going to be in this location mm -hmm. or somewhere else. Is it going to be here? I don't know. No, 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 no
and it's very clear that people want it and they will use it. Uh, I'm just pulling some quotes that that I uh, saw along the way. Um, one person said, this will make Alameda an even better city to live in. Uh, another says, a great way to reduce waste, tool production, and space needs, while also helping everyone be a bit more self-sufficient. Uh, from a renter, I said, they said, I'm a renter, so I don't have much space for one-time use tools or other equipment. It'd be so helpful to rent tools like, and then they put this whole list. Um, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, a lot of this, which is we lived in Berkeley or Oakland before settling in Alameda, their their lending library was a huge blessing. We borrowed so much. This is going to be help so many. And then another one, um, this would help those who are less socially resourced tremendously. I mean, those are just a selection of, of the gamut, but um, just really overwhelmingly positive. I'll, I'll share the, the whole list because it's just fun to read. Um, in total, you know, and actually counted, it'd be 32 pages worth of comments is, is what it was there. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, the superlative love was used 63 times. Uh, there were some negative sentiments, uh, but it was like, you could count on one hand, if I remember correctly. One was like, spend the money on more police. Another was, please no additional taxes to fund it. Um, Another was, hey, this sounds good, but it sounds Pollyannish, and I predict it'll fail. It's just like that. Because um, um, yeah. so optimistic. <laughs> but uh, like what I I want to say, like ninety nine point five percent of them wow. were were absolutely uh, positive. More than two thirds left their email along with it, so it shows like long term interest. Um, diving into the actual stats, frequency of expected use, more than half would use it, or almost half would say would use it monthly, 16% uh, more than once a month, 33% once a month, 45% once a season, 6% once a year, and 1% never, but wanted to respond. Um, types of tools, uh, the biggest ones were the carpentry, woodworking, and drill, and saw, and crafting. Those were all, um, most 50% or more uh, selected that. Lowest were like car repair, recreation equipment and electronic uh, repair stuff. Uh, the demographic breakdown was 72% homeowner, 28% renter, mm -hmm. which unfortunately does not reflect the city 50-50 split. Um, we reach out to the renters coalition but that that's an area that i think we could improve on in terms of like getting getting that that number up um and what neighborhood do you live in i think we got pretty broad spectrum of population weighted um across the board um yes so just some other things like people want to make sure it's like a a wide gamut of, of tools and that they're reliable, meaning that they're clean, that they're mm -hmm. working. Uh, everyone's really into the notion of workshops and classes, uh, that they love this notion that this could be a place where volunteer-led repair workshops happen. Uh, I think one, a couple people mentioned this notion of a repair cafe, <laughs> where you're just like, hey, here's my broken blender. Someone who knows how to like, it helps you go fix it. Um, Accessibility for all is another uh, thing. Not only the enablement of, of anyone, regardless of economic status, but um, hoping that even like the class, well, just the classes and things like that are, are free. Um, safety measures is another big thing. User-friendly borrowing, that's one, one, one that's, that was more like, hey, is there gonna be an online catalog for this stuff? Um, and then a lot of people were really worried about liability uh, on behalf of the city. Uh, security came up a couple times. Uh, Long-term funding for this also came up. Um, and training, how to use these tools safely. Um, when it comes to just outreach, just so everyone knows, we printed out flyers. You might've seen them. Uh, we've reached out to maybe 10 relevant, orga relevant organizations, including Renters Coalition, like Walk Alameda, Backyard Growers, people like them. City pushed it on social. I think it is the second most 
liked post in the past couple months just behind the, the new ferry, the new bike ferry. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, and peeps and post as well. So yeah, uh, that's that's the survey in, in a gist. Um, I think we have like a strong signal that, hey, mm-hmm. people want it. Yeah, we're going to reach like diminishing returns. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like we're going to hit a pocket of people who sway the percentage no. heavily, no. but we might as well, I guess like the verbatims are really interesting exactly. to keep it open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's. It. I think at this point we should now start talking about how we want to bring this up to uh, the managers and, and uh, yeah. city council now. Yeah, well, I think that's great. Great work. Yeah, we can talk about that and see yeah. the next steps. And I can also meet with Amy to see what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. I give a summary or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can move on to notice of extended suspension and library card applications. Okay, so this is something that I, I have worked on with um, Dimple and Anita. Uh, we talked about the notice of extended suspension and we based it on the one that Berkeley had. So basically, this is something that we don't currently have right now. And we, um, you know, we we actually just used one right now for a month suspension because one of the persons here um, <clears throat> was, you know, drinking and smoking and we suspended them for the day. They continued to do it. So it was a week. And then they got them again smoking after they, they, had, they actually did abide by the rules. So they didn't come back for a week. Um, but then today we <laughs> they came back and smoked. <laughs> yeah, we came back the same thing. <laughs> like in the library or in the yeah. bathroom or well, um, in the patio. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, Oh, and it has been inside too. But okay. today was the today was and it was okay. raining too. <laughs> oh, but um, okay. but it has been inside. But drinking's definitely been inside. So, um, uh, but anyhow. So we don't actually have anything for extended, nothing longer than that. So I was, um, you know, trying to create something with, uh, with Dipple and Anita's feedback, and this is kind of what we <clears throat> came up with in terms of the notice of extended suspension. Like I said, it's based on Berkeley's. So, and this is going to give us <clears throat> hopefully up to six months the most. Um, <clears throat> we can't really ban people indefinitely mm-hmm. at a public building. So I just wanted you guys to look at that. Um, uh, we definitely cut down. We we used the the, the our behavior policy uh, for the suspension because um, I think there was a lot that Berkeley had that we removed, but this one is more uh, in line with our behavior policy. And like I said, if you, if you guys have any feedback on it, let me know. I'm going to be sending it to the city attorney's office because they're the ones that's going to get the final green light but i want you know we get the approval from you guys eventually probably in the next meeting on whether or not you know it's okay to use mm-hmm. to update this as our part of our policy for extended suspension as there's something completely new that we don't have so i think my only piece of feedback was like the um in the list of reasons for being suspended the, the one that seemed like the vaguest and like maybe hardest yeah. to enforce in a consistent and fair way is the like suspicious lurking one. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not sure how you Wait. would determine what the line between suspicious lurking is or not. So it, I just yeah. would be curious like how that is people will be trained yeah. to determine that. Yeah. We kind of experienced that here at the library a couple of days ago and I just like grabbed the kids and moved but it was definitely weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. it does happen. And I and I know that that's happened. Uh, even just recently, a few months ago, um, we had, you know, someone looking in the children's section. Um, of course, staff kept an eye on the person, but they were just kind of strange and had their hands in their pockets mm-hmm. type thing. And and that's when staff went out to walk and kind of just address it to the patron and then just like, disappeared right off. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, that is a little harder to kind of forced but i think staff is at least mindful especially children's staff they're mindful about that so 
Do you have another word or yeah. I'm yeah, I'm not totally sure what it would be, yeah. but it just feels like it's just big enough that it yeah, it it could invite a little bit of and maybe maybe the city yeah. attorney can has some yeah. language. Yeah. Um because we would be this is our guideline. These are the things conceptually we want. And then they can put the legalese yeah, behind. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I totally understand what it, what yeah, it we, is. It's like pornography, but, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Right. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know how you would tell someone how do you approach you're it. Doing yeah. You're doing that. You're suspiciously yeah. lurking. Like, it <laughs> yeah. feels like it's a hard action to name, like, very specifically, and enough to ban someone or suspend yeah. them. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, that this is actually, like, the third one. Like, mm-hmm. after the day in a week or actually the fourth because we get another month mm-hmm. like, I see. Longer, so. yeah but yeah it, um, um for the most part the, the people that have lurked um they haven't returned only because staff has been alerted to it and so then once they're identified then they try they, they just don't want to outside mm-hmm. so that's based on experience but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean other stuff but yeah I'll, I'll i'll confirm with that but i guess i see the language i mean city attorney will Look through all the language as yeah. well. So, but I'll, I'll have them specifically look at that. The other one too that we had questions on was the, um, you know, reasonable direction from library staff. I just think each library staff has you know different. Some of them have a different um, threshold, so mm-hmm. I think that's a little hard. To, like, um, so, but I guess I'll I'll go through that. Did you guys have any other questions about maybe the procedures? Like, yeah, who 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 would give this out? At this level. Oh, at this level, it would either be the supervisor or the director. Okay. Yeah. So um uh as far as or this a senior librarian, just someone here that um is, is full time with the with a higher position. Okay. So would it be nice to have that social worker here too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. So um they'll probably be involved too to understand our processes too, because then that'll help with our boundary settings yep. as well. So, right. how many situations have you had to? Well, if this was around, it would have been useful for. You know, it's very um, limited, but probably within the past year, maybe maybe three instances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious about the appeals process, like how what's the frequency one. of yeah. the appeals, especially like here where it's been maybe three times in the last year you would yeah. use it, but like even just from like Berkeley's perspective, how yeah, often are people often. appealing? I know that in Alameda County they don't they they go straight to the um uh, what do you call it um like the police that uh with the, the restraining orders mm-hmm. yeah they go through oh. that because mm-hmm. if it's staff is like you know feeling threatened or other patients so they can't even be in the facility like in near the library for a certain oh. period of time and that's one of our course of actions too we get like, like no trespassing those types of things but those are really really egregious so, yeah and and we only had to do that one time and i was part of that but basically this was maybe six seven years ago person masturbating children's area I had to go as soon as I went out with another children's staff. Um, but those are hard because, like, you know, the police arrested the person, yeah. but they can't do anything unless someone wants to press charges. Mm-hmm. So they fell on me and the other staff to press charges. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to go through court procedures, court procedures and everything. So we did go through that. Um, eventually ended up being settled out of court. But but that's the other thing, too. You have to have staff or patrons willing to go through that process of you know, the streaming orders. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a little bit lighter, much lighter, mm-hmm. and just more library policy. Yeah, so. yeah I think it looks great. Thanks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and the other thing too, which got, um, was changing our library card application to be a little more accessible. Um, one of the things we changed was the changing the parent slash guardian or it used to be parent slash legal guardian to just change it to parent guardian and that was um staff circulation staff approved of that and then also city manager assistance manager approved of that as well so we can go and move forward with that change okay. you guys want that change the other thing the only thing that we're still questioning is 
the high school age to allow high schoolers um, obtain library cards without parent signature. Mm. So um, there's there's pushback on that just because the the responsibility lies on the the card holder now, which could be juvenile. Mm -hmm. um, but also parents won't know if something were to happen. Like if you know the, the, their child owes $120 materials, mm -hmm. um, something like that. So then they'll kind of be, you know, um caught off guard. Yeah. So that's the other, that's the only pushback that that we can see happening. But at the same time, um, you know, us removing fines, us removing collection agency, and we did probably remove it. Hopefully. I remember you said you had some still, <laughs> and like, so, and other staff was getting them. So I just, but we finally removed it. But I think removing those helps um, kind of pave the way for this type of policy to take place. Because um, the, the biggest, you know, negative that can happen is they just can't use the library resources anymore until they return it. Um, but there's no collections. Mm -hmm. There's no um, financial like, punitive damage that way. So, but I want to get your feedback. See how you feel about what's your take on allowing high schoolers to get library cards without parent permission. That'd just be really a freshman, right? Because everyone else would be yeah. totally fine. What's the current age? 16, 16 or under. So, Needs a parent signature. Yeah. So. We're trying to make it 14, 14, 15, 16. And also it helps with outreach. Yeah. Um, and we try to, our YA librarian is like, oh, let's sign up for a library card. But it's, they're halfway there. Right. They need a major. Like what is the, um, how many how many kids would that be? Do we, do we have any sort of projection of like how many additional? And more I, so like, I guess that's the yeah. liability is like, yeah. Worst case scenario, we're just never gonna get yeah. Lost books back. Yeah. Yeah. Lost books back. Or maybe a laptop. Okay. A laptop. Um but they all get them from school too. So I mean they, they can be responsible for school technology, yeah. they could yeah. borrow a computer. And yeah. it deletes everything yeah. when it restarts. Yeah. So I will say that the assistant manager is really is, is all in favor of this. Yeah. Just because she also felt that like even kids as young as I'm not sure but I think young as maybe 12 or 13 can go to the doctor without parents mm -hmm. yeah so well yeah is it 12 yeah mm -hmm. so um what do the other libraries in like the nearby systems do that one I haven't reached out and yeah. asked but I I, I can I can do that as well yeah so, um that we get to know especially a, a similar system like ours mm -hmm. so what's the total like annual uh fees recovered that fines are good. He's recovered. He's recovered. I don't know. I have to pull that up. Okay. I think. Um, but there's there's not too too many. Um, but I'll, I I could pull that up and see what the max rate was. So. Do we know? I love the collectible week. <laughs> uh, how many high schoolers are owning a library card? Is there a way to try to pull that? That I don't know. Only because. Um, School records are also private, so we, we, we don't know like that. We could just probably do a ballpark, just figure out like the population of the school and then um, figure out that way. Mm -hmm. But then we can't cross reference it with our agent records. Okay. So, so I just wonder if there's a database where, you know, when you put the age in there, yeah. but we're not, everything's manual. It's not computerized when you fill it out. Um, so, so yeah, you, you can. Well, the subject is like, I mean, um, self registration is all. Um, okay, true. Well, so if students have access to Sora, though, which is this, the school version of Libby, mm -hmm. they can go into the digital um, library and check out anything without a library card. They use their school sign in. Mm -hmm. So they're really already borrowing materials from the library without their parents' permission. And I mean, like, all of those records are private. Anything they check out from school is private. Anything they check out digitally through their yeah. Sora portal is private. Um, I feel like we expect them to be responsible for so many things that mm -hmm. like a library book is really yeah so minimal. Yeah, I think that's the case too. I I, I do agree that it's it's like a it's minimal loss that uh, considering like how much access we could provide. So but yeah, so 
and you expect them to come here for things like homework help and and yeah, yeah and then say like well you can't check out a book because right, right. you have to take this form home get your signature and then bring it back when yeah. they could just get it when they're already how, how how would they do it though if, if you need a photo id so we could do it by a school id school id okay so at least a minimum we need a picture id okay especially because it's hard because we won't be able to you know verify address yeah. and stuff um so that's another that's another hurdle that we're Discuss like okay. how to there by address. So. Okay. No address on there. Yeah. So, but if they put the school address and they have your name, it yeah. was something problematic. Yeah. Could we go back out to the school administrator? I don't know if we can. Yeah. Because of the yeah. privacy of right. schools. Like they, they wouldn't be forthcoming with that. But we could always. I mean, it's it, something serious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a book being lost yeah. or a PC, but something. Yeah. 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 You know, seriously. PC got hacked or something. Yeah. So I, I just want to just get, we, yeah. we won't have to do the book now because I yeah. have to finalize it, but I guess it seems like you guys are like, yeah. in the States. So that's the last piece I think we'll, we'll, we'll so try to nail down the, the the process in which we can do that. So, so applicants 12 or under is what it'd be. Um. Well, if you say high school, like 13, 13 or more. Yeah, I think that's my question. It's like, how do you actually define that? They because have to like, bring their high school, high school ID. ID. Yeah, you have high to school have your middle school ID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, we would just say 13 or under. Yeah. But if they come and say I'm in high school and they're having to be, I don't know, you know, 13 mm -hmm. or, or barely hitting it, I'm sure that should be okay as long as they have the school ID. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what we talked about too with Devo and Anita is like, we should start off maybe with high school and eventually maybe middle school, but definitely start with the high school portion of it. So. The other thing Oakland Unified did for a while is they put um, a library barcode on the back of the kids' school IDs mm -hmm. so they could just use that to check out books from the library. Well, they were called Oakland Promise Cards and every kid got one. Yeah. We actually had something similar too. We had the connect card, but because um, it's just for digital resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did that. I remember Oakland, that was one that was one of our models too. So how did how how was that? It was big. Yeah. So um they stopped doing it during COVID only because they didn't then like print the physical cards and give them to every kid. Mm -hmm. But we are in talks right now about reinstating that next year. Mm -hmm. And so they can actually use those cards to check out physical materials from libraries. And it just takes away, especially the language barrier, the parents having to fill out an application. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, the kid already exists in the district. They just have a library barcode on the back. Yeah, that's what we, that's what we did for the um for at least um, a four year period. Um, after that, those freshmen graduated out. We didn't continue it. How did they share the information between the school district and the oh, library? We, we did share the information. They gave us a bare minimum. Um, uh, we used the address of the school, but we used the name and um, I forgot exactly, but we used the name and, and something think, else as a unique identifier. Yeah. yeah, and I want to say our kids' um, picture IDs only had their first name and last initial. Like they don't even have their full names on it because oh, yeah. they're elementary school. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but there was, yeah, it all went through our school records. So if they ever needed something, they could just be like, mm -hmm. oh, they, we, what we did was we actually, did added their school ID number to our prefix of our library card mm -hmm. and added a, an extra. So it was an extra length of numbers. Okay. So we identified that and then made that as a be able to authenticate with all of our other databases. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, it was it was pretty popular at the time, but we just didn't have anybody to maintain it. So. Um. This also negates the issue my kid faced, which was that mm -hmm. she couldn't write her name. Like the, oh yeah, we we <laughs> we talk about that too. Okay. Um, this doesn't yet. This but doesn't we can we okay. can we can bring that up. Like okay. I, I I mentioned that especially I think it's like yeah, just trying to figure out exactly what the line is. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I mean, if the parent could help, I think that's fine. And we also talked about the making it you know, an event, like making it exciting mm -hmm. for, uh, especially if they're getting their card for the first time. Yeah. So, um, and that's something I kind of talked about with, with the staff as well. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a work in progress and that's something we're going to continue to push for. So, okay. yeah, we have a lot of um people that have been here a long time and they're like, 
Jaden, you just have to practice at home a lot and then you make it into that to go to the library and write your name on that little one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my first library card, I practiced my L. I have one L in my name and I practiced it like six times. Oh, like, oh, the little it. signature. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Mine didn't do the lines, but she spelled <laughs> her name. So mm -hmm. that's good. I mean, they could do like a circle or a line. I don't know. Oh, I'm, they, they, I'm more she open. She definitely can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, right. But at the same time, I, yeah, I, I, I see your point. Like, it's just accessibility. Things, it's fine. It makes good. Yeah. Uh, and especially at that age, I mean, it falls under the parents to be in charge and, and you know, responsible for the materials. So. Yeah, because our names are on there. So we're responsible. But you used a really good word, accessibility. Yeah. You know, there are children that are you know not as abled that too so how do we accommodate for them mm -hmm. or how do we accommodate someone who is sight impaired you know i just think we need to think a little bit differently yeah than what we've done what we've experienced mm -hmm. growing up mm -hmm. lives have changed and yeah so with these two forms up um hopefully get it to you guys for approval next meeting in March. Okay. So. Okay. Two, two, two quick comments. Is wireless carrier even necessary at this point? It, it, it is only for um for our texting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Please. But um and the other one is this email address is really for like um service related stuff right like should we or can we add yeah i want to subscribe to the alameda free library newsletter checkbox on that so that we can do marketing related things we can do that because actually our digital our our on um, self-registration does that okay so, but we don't have it on the print but yeah. we we can do that with okay. do most of them happen on the the self-registration. Yeah, most okay. of the happy self-registration now. Most of the time, this is just for the fridge for juveniles. Okay, got it. Because um, currently we don't allow them. Well, they have juveniles register themselves, but at the same time, once they come with their parents, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Any other questions or comments on the extended suspension or library card application? What's great? Thanks for pushing. Yeah. Okay, we can move on to Friends of the Library. Okay. Friends is going to be really short, which is going to be they really took your um, I think it was both of your suggestions about just dropping, leaving it, and they were fine with that. And just so now it's just, 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 just the it. Friends Cafe because actually it operated under Dewey Friends Cafe. So we're just dropping Dewey. So friends. Oh, your friends um, but, yeah. So um that was their business downstairs. That's how they operated. But so it's clean, you know, do anything. Um people across the board, the assistant managers manager agree that that's fine. So we're done. Done with that. Don't have to have all those complaints. But I just want to say too that they are celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. <clears throat> and I'll reach out. And they're they're gonna plan on different events throughout the year. And then I um We'll reach out to you, or I'll have some of them reach out to the board um, to see if you go to an uh, go to any of the events. Okay. And yeah, they're excited about it. Like 50 years is a long time, man. Yeah. Because yeah. even some libraries are only like 30 years. So, and they're really active. And so and they actually provide all the funding for progress for us. So, and we're yeah. very lucky. Yeah. Um, Patron, or any, any questions about friends? Patron suggestions, comments, speakouts, and library director's response. No, no, no speakouts. No, no speak outs. Oh, I, we have no speakouts. No speakouts. Okay. And then board communications, communications from the board regarding library activities, comments, suggestions, or questions related to library business. Do we have any upcoming outreach activities planned for the spring? Um, Seems like we had a bunch all at one time. In there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So right now our current, like our mainstay outreach is the farmer's market. So that's the only one, but I'll look and see, I'll ask Paulia and Lauren to see if we have anything, or even um, Andy to see right. if we have anything. But I think they're just starting to gear up now. So 
I have to have something on the calendar. I'll let you guys know. Okay. Thank you. All right. We are at staff communications. Staff I got no staff communications. No staff communications. Then we have reached our second non-agenda public comment. Is there anyone online that would like to speak for three minutes on any matter not on the agenda? There. No. No one. No one wants to speak, or no one online. Um, <clears throat> no, neither. <laughs> well, all right, see, guys. Oh, he's watching, but okay. that's just to make sure. Yeah, trouble Judy. <laughs> <laughs> then I think we can adjourn. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you. so much. Oh, thank, thank you. you.